Toronto Rants at the Movies, a podcast where we rant about films you may have seen at house parties. I'm one of your hosts in jack-of-all-trades mono, and hiding a deadly military career behind a hippie persona is my co-host and master of none, Kira. I want to be a trucker when I grow up. <laughs> when you grow up? Yeah. I have some bad news for you. When I grow up, I will be a steam shovel. Um, I have even worse news for you. <laughs> But uh, seems as how we're discussing a Jensen Ackles film today, we thought we'd bring on a Supernatural superfan, and she's just moved into town to stock the little cooler she gave up for adoption. It's Elsie, aka The Green Cooler. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome on. Or sorry, should I say welcome back, because we just had you on to talk the WGA slash SAG after a strike. Yeah. Where you did most of the talking, to I be do honest that. with you. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I oh, mean no. that, like, that was the least talking I've ever had to do on a podcast. It was great. <laughs> Just things I know about myself. <laughs> but no, uh, it was a delight to have you on. So we thought, hey, look, we'll bring you back. And we'll talk about uh, Jensen film. Again, a film that I had not seen, because you keep bringing me films that I haven't seen. Well, this one here does. Yeah. And we figured we kind of have that whole supernatural boys fandom thing in common. So we brought you on. And I was unaware what I was getting in for. The horniest film known to mankind. <laughs> it Like, you feel like you need an adult present when you watch this <laughs> on occasion. And then it just takes a sharp left turn for some reason. It's not just us, right? <laughs> okay. I will... Have you guys seen Waiting? No. Okay. Is that the, the, the Ryan Reynolds? Yes, it is. One. Ryan Reynolds, Justin Long. I've heard good things about it, but I've not seen it. It's very good. I would say... From my 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 memory, I would put that. I think that's 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 a little hornier. I will check it out then. Is it as good as this? It's very well? good. Because I did I did enjoy this. Like spoilers for my opinion, but yeah, no, I I had fun with this because it's probably the first. I don't know is this a rom com? Yeah, it's a rom com. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's not the first rom com because we had a zombie rom com. Kind of. New Age Hookers a... doesn't count as a rom com. <laughs> we had no, we did we did uh, extraordinary. That was a ghosty rom com. That is a very fun film. I suppose Mallrats counts. Yeah. But this was, this no, this was good. I enjoyed this. Yeah, no, it's a very sweet little story. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, so thank you for bringing it to us and thank you for forcing me to watch it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, just just off the top, I will. I feel nearly compelled to say that coming from the Supernatural fandom. Oh, of course. I'm going to be biased. So So just go with it, guys. <laughs> oh, that's okay, because Jensen Ackles with the mohawk and the kilt was, like, hitting all the buttons for me. An occasional eyeliner. Honest. An occasional eyeliner. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, and also, it's not... Like and it's- the t-shirts, I'm sorry, there was something about the t-shirts with the swagger. Like, I know the t-shirts are a bit tighter around season 12, Dean, and I'm okay with that. But in this, it was just with the facial hair and the piercings and the whole conspiracy theory of it all. And the kilt. I really enjoyed it. The conspiracy theory. Well, he had, he, yeah, I like that. I like that just fucking with people and being like, you think Elvis is alive? Oh, all right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have much to add. I mean, he's a hot dude, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But I, I'm not going to... Objectively, he is very hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I have no questions about it. Dude is hot, like, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to sploosh all over it like you've been. Sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> also, Alice Krieg in non-prosthetics, which is nice. And Alice Green is a good witch. Yeah. The Borg Queen. Yeah. I do have an issue, though, with whoever did okay that lip color on her because it doesn't do anything for her. And it really upset me because she is. It pissed me off. Because <laughs> it was like, why did you do that to her? Also, the naked on the horse thing. Yeah. The- that just seemed chafy and uncomfortable and just asking for a yeast infection. <laughs> and sand gets in places. 
Well, you think it ruins the, the painting at the end, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it just ruined the goddamn painting. Oh, God. No, honestly, I can vibe with the naked on the horses. It's, we'll get there. We'll get to the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Our, our listeners are well used to us, like, jumping straight to the end. Before we've even hit a summary. So mm. I suppose we should do that before we get too oh, further. Oh, God, into how it. did you summarize this? This one was actually kind of difficult. So I tried to be a little bit simple about it. Okay. Piper is an art student who just moved to Santa Cruz to reconnect with her daughter. When she gets a job in the horniest sandwich shop around, she soon realizes that family isn't about blood, but it's about the people around you who love you. And dick jokes. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, chosen family. (laughs) Your chosen family is super important. And also dick jokes. And also stop stalking people. (laughs) And always put Bam Bam outside the door. Oh oh my goodness. Like the the low-key stalking. So, uh, like... There's, I don't think there's anything low-key about this. Yeah, honestly, there really isn't. Um, I want to be nice to Piper because it's a romantic comedy and we're supposed to overlook some things to make it heartwarming. But yeah, it's like, man, you followed this guy home. Like, that's not okay. You followed his kid. Yeah. She didn't just follow him home. She followed him across the country on a fucking newspaper clipping. Yeah. Well, like, people have been arrested for less. Yeah. It's like, this setup towards towards the end because uh you know piper gets with uh oh god i don't remember his name because noah yeah yeah noah sean i was gonna call him orlan <laughs> no i have to say that because it's sean patrick flannery and i up until this i had only known him from three things that is young indiana jones yeah that one episode of stargate where he's orlan and those two episodes of the boys yeah and he doesn't look the same in any of those three things uh, and obviously there are different stages of his life, like you know what I mean. But it's just when I saw him in the episode of Stargate and I saw the credit, I was like, "There's no way that was the young Indiana Jones." And then when I saw him in the Boys, I knew he was going to be in the Boys, and I saw him in the Boys, and I was like, "There was no way that's Sean Patrick Flannery." And then I saw him in this, and at different parts in the film, he looks like all different bits that I recognize. Yeah, every now and again, there's weird. he'll turn and look, and I'll be like, "Ah, Orlin, ah, fucking yeah, Indian. yeah, yeah." Less so, gunpowder. Le- yeah, no, but we don't need any more gunpowder in our lives. No. Yes. Sorry. Anyway. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, no. Yeah. It's all good. Back to the stalking. But yeah, so, I mean, they they end up together at the end. And it's sort of like, so this movie happens in, in a very short period of time. Hmm. So you, she's in your house. You find out she lied. She has to follow you across the country. And your immediate reaction at the end is, we have room in our family. Take a breath, my dude. Are you that hard up at this point? Yeah. But he's able to take the time, and this is the thing that I had the biggest problem with. When you know when they have when they both say, "Oh, we need to be honest with each other." Yeah. And I was like, I was finally, I was like, yes, because when she agrees to be the the kid's tutor, I was like, tell him, yep. tell him now before it gets awkward. Tell no, it's awkward. Never mind. Um, and then he asks her out, and she's like, yes, but we need to talk about some things first. And I was like, yeah, finally. And then he goes, yeah, that's a good idea. I have some things to talk about too. We'll talk later. And they don't talk for like two days. I hate it when somebody says, hey, I need to talk to you about something later and doesn't tell me what it is. I'm like, no, you have to tell me now or I'm going to be anxious as fuck. And I'm not an anxious person. Oh, I can work myself How? up into a full-blown panic attack. At Over that, that. Yeah. yeah. How on earth could either of them have lasted that long when I'm completely freaking out about, Jesus Christ, I wonder what he or she is going to tell yeah, me. Yeah, because it was said in quite a serious tone of voice, too. I would be, just, I'd, I'd literally be banged in the door going, what do you need to tell me? I need to know. I can't sleep. Please tell me. No, she fucks off for, like, a, a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I struggle with uh, sort of a, a lot of uh, rom-coms in general. 
is the obvious lies yeah. that are mo- to move the plot forward. Like, you know, oh, this is the conflict, but it's going to be such a backlash, man. Like, you're risking everything. Like, as she thinks she's the parent of this child. And my thing is, if if you aren't honest about that, you're actually risking the relationship with the child. Because a parent who finds out that you, you know, lied about who you are and was around their family, they might decide you're not a safe person. Like, she was risking her potential relationship with Julia. Yeah, because at the end when she's like, I loved and lost two Julias. And it's like, yeah, but the second one is absolutely your own fault for not being <laughs> honest from the start. And, and you're right, because I, I hate that trope too. It drives me up to a while when it's like, just, just tell them, like, it's going to be forced drama because of bullshit lies it's one of the things that annoys me a bit supernatural mm. is because one of the brothers always has to have something something to hide from the other brother for like at least half the run of that show and it's one of the things that i loved about the boys that they didn't do that with uh well they, they did a little bit but they never really dragged it out with annie and huey yeah i just take issue with the fact that everybody in the sandwich shop is okay with her lying to this man and child and didn't say anything about it because when everything happens with Jen and uh, Priestley finds out, he tells her straight away, like, no, you're a hypocrite. Fuck off. Like, yeah. why aren't they saying yeah, you should good, really tell this guy the truth? Like, you can't keep well, they, shinging him along. There is a bit where they say it, but it's not like, it's nowhere near like Priestley's reaction to Jen. No, and it's this just is like, you should say this guy. a more serious issue. You've lied to him about who you are and now he's leaving you home. Oh, and there's a kid involved. It's way more serious. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, uh, like, he had basically just met her. So, yeah. you, you know, it's like, hey, come to my yeah. house. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are. You've given two lessons to my kid, made one dinner and babysat her for two hours. You are wife material. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no, I'm talking about Priestley because. Oh, uh, sorry. No, no, it's all good. Uh, so uh, Priestley, he just met Piper. So, I mean, he's worked with Jen and he's seen her typing mm. to fi- fuzzy uh, so for so long and probably really wanted her to be happy and he has his own stuff going on so you know his reaction there makes more sense like you know she had piper had been there what like a few days at that point when that comment was made so it's sort of like hey you know i I, maybe i don't really know you to tell you you're you're fucking this up i think it was more jen's reaction because jen's like oh you know because she's the one who confides she confides in her about Mm. having had a child and yada 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 and for jen to not be like hey don't you think you're maybe being a bit unfair. Mm. That was why I was surprised because it just seems like Jen would be the kind of person who would push to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a few a few bits like that and a big one at the end involving Priestley where it's like, that. it doesn't quite track. Yeah. And I think, it, it, yeah, it's for the sake of either plot development or tying things up in a neat little package. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, no, I think the mo- most of the, the characters' actions are kind of they track with who we see in the film. Yeah. But yeah, they really, they, they really should call her out more than they do. But yeah, I really, I like the ensemble interplay mm. uh, of this movie. Like, I like how, you know, everybody has their own thing. Everybody bounces off each other. You know, you have, you have Jen uh, with her self-esteem issues. And I know we're talking about, we, we talked about, uh, <laughs> It, the ridiculous notion that a character played by Jensen Ackles isn't getting hit on, but can we? Uh, why can't I? Why can't I get taken advantage of? You should be. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah. can we dispense with the ridiculous notion that Clea Duvall can't get it because she's been in several movies where the point is made that she? Have you seen that woman with dark hair and a tux? Like, oh god, yes. Like, sorry. 
<laughs> Getting on board with this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, can, I have loved her since, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. So like, yeah, yeah. No, she's fantastic and I love her in this and she's so sweet and she's so kind and uh, how she deals particularly with like the homeless person who comes in mm. yeah. is just, it that touched my heart and I was like, you are just such a genuine, warm, kind person and you just want them to be showered in like puppies and rainbows and good fortune and yeah. because they are one of these people that is very special in the world mm. and Jen comes across as that. She's that person that everybody, she does and they say that she makes everybody's life better by just being there. And for her to be so hard on herself yeah. is is the crux of her issue. Yeah, but no, I like what you were saying there, Elsie. I do. I like the ensemble aspect of it because you had kind of said to me that Jensen Ackles was just a side character mm-hmm. in it. And that it was more, I think you just didn't quite remember that it was more about Piper and her kid and stuff. Yeah, it's the girls. The girls but, are kind of the center of this. The three girls and their, their kind of respective issues that are yeah. also intertwined as well. But... The, it's basically everybody who works in the cafe and, and Noah that are the main cast and I like that we always like those kind of films that are like a, a day in the life of or a few days in the life of these kind of snapshots and it's done well in this well also the interplay between the characters and the actors yeah you, well, you, really get, fun, you get like the, the sense banter. that you know the, the staff that are there and the regulars this is what they do this is their daily oh, life the regulars the two regulars the two regulars are, regulars are gas <laughs> but you get that when Piper walks in and it's like I'm not normal now, now that when I that made me worry because that's like she. I'm not a kid. Like I'm it's a the cool opening mom. montage, and yeah. and she cycles through the town, and she stops at a house, and she looks at a uh, an address, and goes, "Yeah, that's the address." And then cycles off, and then stops at this place, and sees the help wanted and sign, and it says, "Is it no normal or normal, normal people, people need, need not, not apply. apply?" And I was like, "Oh, this film is gonna be full of like forced kooky people." No, these are just... But it's not. It's they're actually like, a proper, like, snapshot of what it's like to work in these places. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're just... It's grounded. Yeah. 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 Uh, except for the levels of staffing in that place. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. What the fuck? Like, there's... What? There's Tripper? There's Priestley, five of them in there at any and the one girls, time. Yeah, and none of them, them are doing anything. And why do they have so and much then when, when the three girls go off, and Tripper's also, like, oh, please, so help me. Oh, yeah. Or okay, at the no. very least, tie back your hair. And not in a stupid little bandana with bits out the front. Fucking hell, food safety, sorry. <laughs> I worked in I worked in food for a very long time. And when I things like that really blatantly annoy me. Because it just... There was things in that deli, behind that deli counter that made no sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my main problem, though, was, was like that do not need to have five people working there at the time. <laughs> the indeterminate speed at which sandwiches were made. Because some were like, just here you go. And other ones were like, long enough for a conversation. Plot relevant sandwiches. Plot specific sandwiches. Yeah, that's what we'll put it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice Krieg. I'm sorry, I don't need anything that didn't have a mother. Or that had a mother. <laughs> that whole, the whole egg debate. The hen period sandwich. I was like, oh God, guys. <laughs> I was like, but he's not wrong. No. No, it is technically yes, that is that is exactly what that is. Well, or who is it that is it Piper that says that it's not an egg abortion? That was it's not a chicken abortion? Oh it's Jen, is it? Yeah. yeah it's right. fertilized. Yeah. yeah, because it's not fertilized, so yeah, it's a byproduct of the chicken's menstruation. I do I actually I, I particularly like the scene, you know, when Tish comes back who we've barely talked about. Yeah. When she comes back from the first guy we see her with. Oh yeah. And there's a priest he makes the comment about, you know, using and discarding another one and then Trucker just totally uses her own tactics against her. Oh, that's that so good. Because Priestley kind of skirts incelly behavior yeah. for a moment or two. Well, incelly language for a moment or two. And there's a couple of bits 
in this film that are a bit like, ooh, and obviously Tad and Brad, but we'll get onto those dickheads later. We can, well, we can just skip them if you want. I don't mind. But yeah, not bit there. Yeah, Priestley's a little bit incelly, and then when Trucker takes over and the things he starts saying, it's like, ooh, well, I'm not sure I like where he's going with this, and then he just completely turns it around on Tish, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, okay, yeah, that's good. Well, like, buddy. <laughs> If you want to date Tish, if you're asking why women can't approach you, don't comment on every single guy they go out with, buddy. Like, yeah, that was that was the other thing because most of the time I just got the vibe that he was just like the rest of them in the shop and, and like you know having the bands and, and throwing insults at mates. And there's only like one kind of longing look, longing look he gives her, and then when he gets upset about what Jen does with Fuzzy. It, it, all of a sudden it's supposed to be really obvious that he's into Tish and I was like I didn't quite get that no he's kind of pines after a good bit I noticed it a bit more in the second watch but in the first watch I didn't pick up on it as mm. much and I was just like oh he's supposed to be into her oh, but yeah if he is into her that's not like that's pulling pigtails in the schoolyard yeah it is <laughs> that's it what is that is much. yeah I thought I thought Daniela's Tish was great uh, Danielle Harris who now is Danielle Ackles mm. who is literally in the credits Named as the muse for the music composers. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't make it that far uh, through the credits. The music in this is crazy. There's I like electro pan pipes at did, the end. Did the pan pipes. <laughs> I did not really enjoy the music in this. It's light rock, indie, country. It's not my vibe. I like certain choices. I I didn't really like the, the choice in, in the in the fight scene. It felt very Dun dun dun! In terms of like, <laughs> you know, this is dramatic, and and I, so so that I didn't like. I liked I liked it mo- for for uh, for the most of it, especially the uh, certain music choices they had. I thought were nice, but yeah, she's actually listed as the muse. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. did not know that. Yeah, poor Tish though. I do feel for her. Todd and Brad are well. Todd in particular is just ugh. oh, they're both dickheads oh, in the highest I, order. They look like they've um, like squirmed out from under a rock and are like, my dad owns a dealership and you, they, they just exude that fucking assholey, smarmy, I, I can't even describe it. It irritates me so much. Uh, yeah, you know, you know when you watch films and you see something, you know, like, not that this is an old film or anything, but it's what, 16 or so years now and you watch older films and you're like, oh, I'm glad people like that aren't around anymore. But people like that are so Oh, I wish like, really yeah, bad. there's too many dickheads like that around. And it seems like there's more and more of them if Twitter is to be believed. And you're watching but, Tish going, no, you deserve so much better. Why are you doing Nobody deserves this? dickheads like that. Yeah. I had forgotten Matt Barr was in this movie. I had completely blanked that out. I, I've seen him in some other stuff. I've never seen I've never seen either of them in anything. They I think I just class. referred to him as a, like, a fucking wish version of... Oh, he was Wish Jake Busey. That's the one. <laughs> that, that was the <laughs> version. Uh, yeah, no, the two of them are just assholes. And and Tad, uh, wait, no, which one is it? Yeah, Tad. Brad's was, the blonde one who just rocks up at the end and is like, yo, Theresa. Yeah. And it's like, no. Tad does not get enough of a beating. No. Not even close to enough of a beating. No, he doesn't. That's, that's, oh, God. The fact that they, like, just said, hey, maybe she'll go with it. And then we'll pressure her into it physically. God, like, you know, I know a lot of people don't report, but report that shit to cops. Oh, oh hell yeah. Like Certainly don't pass it off as rollerblading. Yeah. Like, no, but everything from his moment when from when she falls originally and he's like, Oh yeah, look what now look what you did. 
Oh, but it's even before that, you know, yeah. when when she gets says, in the car and he starts putting his hand up her leg and everything. But when just... he says to her about, "Oh, let's go out this Saturday," and she's like, "Oh no, I'm going going off and doing this thing." He's like, "Blow them off." She's like, "No." And then they plan make some other plan, and he's like, "I'm going to bring my friend along." And she's like, "Well, why can't it just be us?" And he's like, "Oh, you're not making me get rid of my friends." Yeah. It's like you just tried to do that to her, you fucking asshole. Yeah, it's okay for him to go out and have boys night and whatever, but you have to stay there. You are only with me so long as I can control you. That's yes. Yeah. And when you get hurt, it is your fault. Yeah, we need we need less dickheads like that. Yeah, don't and, be. And don't, more people don't like Trucker to stand on their necks. Yes. Yes. But maybe for a little bit longer. <laughs> stand on that neck. Although, in a stiletto. when I was watching it the first time, I was like, he really needs to do more damage to him. When I was watching it the second time, I was like, oh no, he doesn't just stand on his neck. He like stops on his neck and then applies pressure. I was like, good man, Trucker. Good man. Yes. Because, yeah, that particularly that went at that. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's from when Jen doesn't go to see Fuzzy and they have their kind of not really a fight but like fight at the down at on the, the beach oh yeah down the beach on the boat the film really takes a turn <clears> there <throat> it really really does because I have it in my notes it's like the, the, the film is like horny 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 devastating 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 oh it's kind of sweet 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 and then naked people at the end yes but, but like no the the fight on it's not really a fight on a beach but everybody it's like that's what you really think of me everybody unwittingly kind of says the wrong thing mm. especially when they're talking about when she's uh when Jen's talking about how people don't give her the time of day they don't look at her they look through her look past her and Jen's like oh but you got loads to offer and she's like yeah but I didn't say that so even with you sitting here and trying to be comforting and my friend even you're not listening to what I'm saying you're not paying attention to me and giving me the respect and time I deserve. So mm. everybody, like, just proving her point and why she's upset and why Tish will never get it. Mm. And and Piper, you know, it's, I was so happy that Piper finally commented on, you're with shitty guys, Tish. Like, everybody knows that they're shitty guys. Stop being <laughs> with shitty guys. I was just like, somebody yeah. needed to say that besides priestly low-key thinking he's slick and sneaking it in there like no you needed you needed a friend to call you out and let you know this ain't good for you girl you were saying that earlier well she just needs to talk to somebody yeah yeah tish has been trying to fill a hole the whole wrong way (laughs) like tish just needs to go and like you know a couple hours of therapy see where that goes because Tish is kind of following it, falling into that really, really old trope of damaged chick with daddy issues. Mm. When she's talking, she does make the comment about how she can't just mooch off her rich daddy or something. Like, I know she's oh, taking the piss yeah, out of yeah. him, but you're like, ooh, Tish, you're selling yourself short. Mm. You really are. I also made the comment that if, you know, prostitution was legal, she would have been making an absolute killing because she's giving it all away for free. When you should be taking these guys for every penny they've got. Yeah, not just yeah, not just lying to them about orgasms so that they'll try harder. Drain their wallets while you're at yeah. it. I mean, she was willing to take a knee to prove a point to her boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was like, "I will show you how I earned that crown." <laughs> Perhaps some self-reflection is required. <laughs> Yeah, well, most of them could... Therapy, I always recommend therapy. It's definitely self-reflection, if not therapy, most of them could benefit from. Jen's mostly okay, except for, I think Priestley is right that she does judge Fuzzy on his looks, but in the other way, where she sees him and she's like, she just automatically assumes he's too hot to ever go for somebody like me. Yeah, because in her Um, experience, they've always, like, she's always been passed over. Especially after they have that whole thing, what if he's this and what if he's that, where... (laughs) 
You, yeah. Oh, what if, he, if he's 15? Can I videotape? No, it, oh, God. Some of those lines were so, like, a 2007 I, movie. 2007. Yeah. Things that wouldn't I was be like, in a romantic comedy today. Yeah. <laughs> because like, he's like, oh, what if she's a woman? And he's like, oh, can I join in? And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's like a sp- standard horn doggy kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, two girls together. Uh, let me stand in yeah. the bush outside what the window. If, what if they're 14? But then he goes, what if he's 15? And she's like, oh, what if he's 15? And the priest goes, can I videotape it? And I was like, no, dude. And then, and her response, he well, he's, he's driving, so, so he's, he means he's uh, he's sixteen. 16. That's not too bad. And I'm like, well, it all depends on what age you are. How and old if you're is working and you're driving, yeah. This? How old is anybody supposed to be? Piper's twenty two. We know that for definite. I think it's the only one we know. How old are the rest of them? Uh, I don't think it ever. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, no. you know, usually <laughs> these movies, it's going to be like everybody under twenty six for the leads. That's <laughs> except for Noah. He's yes, probably in his thirties. <laughs> Yeah, and Drucker's old enough to have been in... Nah. Well, he doesn't say Nam, but... Willis, he was drafted. Willis, Did they draft for Korea? Oh, well, oh, yeah, no, that, they wouldn't have drafted for... Why was the last draft Nam? Yeah. Nam was... Well, I don't know. We have yeah. an American on. There, when there, was there. the last draft? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last, the last draft was Nam. So he was in mm. Nam. That, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That kind of came out of nowhere. What, the... the His that. old backstory thing? Yeah. It, no, I like it, though. That comes kind of, like, towards the end. Mm. Well, I, was, I was happy to find something out about him besides... He's really cool, and we like him, and he's wholesome, and also he likes Zoe. Mm. Like, I was really happy to actually, like, you know, give him something, because, you know, he's, he's like, very stable presence. Like, the way I was looking at this movie, you said before that Jensen sort of felt like a side character, but to me, his interplay with everyone, it was sort of mm. like he was holding down the bass of the song. Oh, yeah. Um, he was sort of like, the, the, he was a spoke on the wheel that everybody was, like... It, not facing towards and that was kind of his issue was that like everybody's not taking me seriously everybody's looking away from me uh i'm the comic relief and maybe sometimes i don't like it nobody has me join in so that was jensen but trucker gave this very stable that i think like maybe they all had daddy issues like maybe maybe that was a thing amongst everybody (laughs) who's their daddy though No, it is. Oh, like, yeah. When they get back from the beach, Jen gets out and goes to Trucker, and he's like, oh, baby girl, really and he gives her yeah. a hug. He calls Jen Angel. He's very protective of her. They're automatically protective of Piper. He views uh, Priestley as, like, a big brother to the rest. It's like, you know, like, if I'm not here, you look after them. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the roles that he's assigned them within that, and, and has assigned himself very much the kind of older uncle in a not-creepy way. <laughs> yeah. Kind, kind of... Yeah, no, there's no. I don't think there's any characters that I dis dislike in this. I just I wasn't expecting him to have a, a military backstory, to be honest with you. And then Zoe's like that mad aunt that you have that just shows up every now and again from her jet setting lifestyle that and like slips you a hundred bucks and always drinks like top shelf wine. <laughs> well, she's not slipping anybody a hundred bucks. She's no. slipping them like. Here's a crystal, honey. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> Gives you a couple of crystals for luck and like promoting like good fortune and stuff on the way out. Do we find out what kind of witch she is? She's a green witch. Because she like can read what's going on. Shop. She can read what's going on on computers when Jen is talking to Fuzzy because she's like, I like his aura or whatever. She makes the, the car start. She does make the car start. <laughs> she can sense when people have masturbated for the first time. <laughs> so apparently capriciously. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point also don't sit directly outside the door oh no actually <laughs> the, the line when, they're, when, they're telling her to, when Tish tells her to hurry up because Tad is waiting and she's like well tell him to come up and help if he's that impatient 
But yeah, maybe don't stand outside the door when you do something to masturbate for the first time. Set the scene and leave her to it, you know? (laughs) Bit of privacy. Away you go. Because, you know, performance anxiety. There are things we don't need to know about people. (laughs) (laughs) Or alternatively, give her a hand. Don't hover in the doorway being weird. (laughs) They all seem like it's a very normal thing to be doing. What, hanging around outside like the two girls. girlfriend is um, masturbating for the first time? Yeah. I understand giving moral support. Join in. But yeah. All go do it together. <laughs> no, like, honestly, that it would be a less uncomfortable situation for everybody involved. Than shouting through a door? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I just, yeah, it, it, was, it was funny though. I will give them that. <laughs> there are some great one-liners in this. Yes. Particularly... The, uh, did you get the names of the the, the regulars? You do, but, but I can't remember them. When they're talking about masturbation, and she says, "Oh, she put oh, I did it last night." But don't worry, I put Bam Bam outside, or I didn't let Bam Bam watch. Uh, Mr. Julius is Peter Dennis, and Lucille is Judith Drake. Oh, of course, she's Lucille. She nice. can she couldn't be anything but Lucille. But also, when they're talking about the hotter the girl, the less work she has to do because she just has to lie there because mm. you're so busy being with the body. That that's all you're stoked about. Mm. And he's just like, been my experience. <laughs> yeah. And they're all going, shut up. <laughs> These are old, horny, Stabler and Waldo from the Muppets. Like, this is basically yeah. what they <laughs> are. exactly what they are. That is, no, that is exactly <laughs> what they are. Because, no, 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 they really are. Because once you did see Statler's wife, you saw the wife of one of them, and it was just the other one in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> There is an episode of Muppets Tonight where I think it's Statler has brings the wife instead and it's Waldorf in a wig. It's, it's rare that I know exactly what I'm going to put in the show notes while we're recording. In fact, I don't think it's ever happened before, but you can bet your ass horny Statler and Waldorf <laughs> are going in the show notes for this episode. A big, a big old horny Muppet coming for you, Kimmy. <laughs> oh, that, no, oh God, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> That whole thing about if you made films and um, everybody's oh, a Muppet except Muppets? for one character. What one character? If it was this film. What one character? Ooh. Would you make the human character? Probably Zoe, because she wouldn't even react any differently. Yeah, I could see that. Because right. everybody else sort of feels zany. Yeah. Yeah, and then just Zoe coming through. And I just, in, in my mind, she smells like patchouli. And, no, do you know who um, I Yang, want? Uh, was it Yang Nang Champa? Do you know who I want as the sole, li- or the sole person in the film? The asshole who comes in and complains about his veggie sub. Oh, so it's entirely Muppets except for that one dickhead coming in. Not being 30 centimetres because for some bizarre reason the version we have has Spanish subtitles. So he's like, so, this isn't a 12 inch sub. And in I think it's Portuguese. It we, we, 30 we, centimetres. We, we found this and it had uh, Portuguese or Spanish subtitles. Yeah, it, it gave the, every time inches were mentioned, it gave it a centimetres. And it gave translations of all of Priestley's shirts. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing was actually that the title for the film was actually better. It was Love and Sandwiches. <laughs> I think that's a better title. Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't get 10 inch hero. That, I, you were like, I think that was just, a, it's just a dick joke. Just to be a dick joke. <laughs> for, for Muppets, can you imagine if, if Tish was the one human and she's just talking about screwing all these guys. Oh, oh no, 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 be Brad, did you know Sal? What, well, Sal? Sal and the monkey are, are Tad and Brad. <laughs> Sal and that fucking monkey. Okay, then the, the, the big bear is Trucker. <laughs> Pepe is Priestley. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, no, 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 because Zoe would be your one from um the uh, she's supposed to be the, uh, the the bassist. I've forgotten her name. Ah, Janice. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's Zoe. And Carl the big mean bunny eater. <gasps> that's that's who Trucker used to be. Carl the big mean bunny eater. <laughs> Oh, are there are there any things we didn't like about this film? There are some really, really weird fucking shit um, conversations around women and sex and and yeah. Sometimes it's horny and sometimes it's it, it's not. It, it's <laughs> creepy and in a modern day, like viewing it from like a twenty twenty three perspective, it's a bit ooh. yeah. Two thousand seven choices. Like the thing that sort of made me go like cock my head a little is. The fact that, like, I understood, like, Tish was in that situation and you want to give, you know, crap back to people and maybe she was correct. But the whole, I'm going to use you being gay as a point, like, in an argument here. Yeah. Like, that was sort of, ah, don't love that. Yeah, the one I thought was worse than that was when Priestley goes to buy the tampons and he says to the two dudes... Also, I've never heard like, had so many different terms for a tampon the- before, just as a quick aside, because they called them dipsticks. Fuck off. And then he called them something else as well that was also... Breadsticks? Plungers. Plungers, yeah. Plungers, ah. That was pretty bad. In fairness, we can't say much. The amount of Dublin slang for period... Oh, yeah. Is, ...is just ridiculous. <laughs> I will not go into it. But, yeah, when he's justifying buying them to the two guys, he gets a bit like that as well. Yeah. I love that scene, but the whole thing... Oh, where all is. of a sudden, he's miming a blowjob as if, like, oh, yeah. you guys are standing there and you might be gay. Like, it's like, ah, uh, 2007 choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do like, though, when they return to the store and the two lads are stood there with the <laughs> armfuls of, of yes. feminine hygiene products. And, and, and honestly, if you love her, buy her cupcakes, and, too. <laughs> leave, leave, leave the lube. Uh, or keep uh, the loop, sorry. Keep the loop. <laughs> but the whole, yeah, that whole scene is great. The phone call to Tish, Code Blue, Code Blue. And when he's reading the back, he's like, wait, what? What's like, surely bigger is better. And he's reading the back, and it can control any kind of, oh my God. Yeah. They had such a great dynamic, the two they of them. Did. They they really oh, like yeah. the chemistry. It's like, gee, like, I wonder why you guys got married. Like, it's like. <laughs> And then you, but I actually be like that no, because you have the pair of them on the phone and it's bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah. And then when she hangs up and is talking to Tad and it becomes very stilted and awkward and defensive. Mm. And he's like, oh, you can't have fun with him. The freak. Yeah. It's like, how old are you, dude? Oh, yeah. yeah. Seventh grade stuff. And I mean, this thing, and it's like, you know, they have Tish is like, she has, you know, clearly built up defenses towards, you know, the area of who she approaches and you know maybe you know is it hasn't taken Priestley super seriously uh or maybe was like why doesn't he ask me and then i would but that attitude where like all of a sudden her her walls fall because Priestley is called out by tad like where tad like all of a sudden calls him a freak and her face just falls mm. that was where i was like stand up for him yeah <laughs> be like don't call my friend a freak fuck you buddy but yeah she had she has to get there first while while we were on well we we were on the subject of things we don't like I think there's one thing we all agree on and that is the ending for Priestley yeah that was a choice like my thing is is that Tish and Priestley both have these arcs and her arc is learning to see not not just the package but taking a chance on the beyond and taking a chance on having the good guy and and that kind of thing and his arc is. He isn't taken seriously. He wants to be with her. People don't see beneath the wrapping paper. You know, like that voice, that moment where his voice breaks is heartbreaking. Um, mm. But those are their arcs. 
And then they end it. And I understood the scene where he's in Banana Republic with the neck tattoo. And that bothers me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the flat hair, his glorious mohawk is gone. I understood the point of him approaching her because he's trying to give her what she wants. He's trying to be the good boy who's respectable. But you don't leave it there. Especially his arc is this is how he dresses and he wants people to see beyond him. Mm. And for Tish, it's seeing beyond. And then you end it with him still with the preppy look. Yeah, he should he should have been back in the the old getup at least. Like he could have still had the hair, but been back in the uh, like the kilt or whatever. Mm. It, they they greased it. And then they put him in the mural like that. And I'm like, let that little girl paint his hair red or something. That's that's not the way to go here. And and it's just like, yeah. So like I like I saw this movie a very, very, very long time ago. But that was the one thing that like stood out to me about this is like so much of this is just a great, great, charming film. Mm. But you miss the ending by that much. Yeah. yeah so close. It just it so close. Fell on the last hurdle. Yeah. Kind of like that mural. That mural is looking great until they put in the people and the horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then it... <laughs> the mural, like, it is. The whole time that they're doing the mural and she's doing the whole background, it looks stunning. Mm. And then they put in the people and the horses and it's like, ooh. You let the kid finish it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you did. Speaking of the kid and drawing and things like that, when they meet on the beach for the first time yes. and she shows Noah the picture that she's been drawing, she's miles away from that child. How does she have that... That detail, that close up on the back of that kid in that picture. Maybe there was another stalking scene we didn't get to see where she like army crawls right up while he's busy with the kite. Because you can see her sitting the there, drawing. and it is like they're really far away from her. Did she have binoculars? No. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like this secretly, Piper, she's been you know she's been peering at them the whole time. She has been hidden binoculars, just scoping these people yeah, out. With- when she says I'm not a perm, like, she just like slides the... it under the bench behind this binoculars. Because like it's got the pattern on the kid's top on it, and it's a really subtle pattern. And it's like, <laughs> how close were you to that kid? Like I know you basically followed behind them on the bicycles, pretty much like right behind them. Yeah, <laughs> but like subtlety, no, doesn't exist. Like she is sitting on their bicycle outside their house. Yeah, they're uh, they're a bit oblivious as well. Yeah. Because she just like, uh, the kid just runs right up to her in the library as well. And it's like, wait to teach a kid boundaries. And, you know, stranger danger. Oh, I had that down as reverse stalking. Uh. <laughs> when the kid runs up to her. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's this strange lady you met on the beach once who showed you how to do a thing. No wonder you thought it was her daughter. <laughs> yeah, and this very 2007 dress with leggings underneath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next time you see her, she's like as basically jumping on her in the library. Yeah, that... Running up to her and being like, guess who? It's like, I don't know. Maybe I get approached by a number of strange small children during the day. (laughs) Roll the dice. Take a kid home. (laughs) (laughs) The kid approached me. What was I supposed to do? Just let her walk. Clearly, she is mine. (laughs) It's imprinted on me. It's not a baby bird. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's kind of is how she's approaching it. Yeah, she's like, she's literally gone. This is my child. Mm. And I will have you. It is. It, like, to be honest, does... she's kind of lucky that he didn't press charges. Yeah. Because she's mm. been, like, honestly, she's been in his house and she's trying to get close to his child. And she thinks it's hers. That's what I was going to say. There's more than bit... enough there for her restraining order. The ending is a bit kind of hallmarky. Yeah. So here's the thing about this. <laughs> Betsy Morris, the, there's a good reason it's hallmarky. Basically, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> 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 it's all hallmark movies. 
so yeah. so yeah so like the a plot is 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 very it's like a, it's almost a whiplash because the a plot is very hallmark and like the, the mm. rest of it is like we're gonna have this 20s you know horny vibe for the rest of it but yeah. but no just just this part is gonna be wholesome and hallmark because I, I i looked up i looked her up and uh, you know when the so uh, when it shows the known for section um it had this and uh, what were clearly a bunch of Hallmark movies. I think I think they're like Christmas themed one that she's done a good few of. Yeah. And I was I didn't look at the years of them and I was like, oh, she writes Hallmark movies and this was like how she got her filthy out. <laughs> but this was what she started on. She this was the first this is her first writing credit and then she moves into Hallmark movies. So I'm Hallmark like, were like I want we to like know. what you're going but rein it in. Yeah, I, I yeah. want to know like where they were like, oh, can we see some of your previous work? And she shows them this. She's probably got you know the way you have like job appropriate versions of your cv oh she, she have she, all the horny just type her story why is this movie minutes? like 20 minutes <laughs> just edit out and who, are, who are all these people around her when when they uh, when they when he calls her at work like what's going on there yeah also number one dude you called her at work don't be surprised if there's like a crashing noise behind you yeah not suspicious at all about the fact that somebody's like uh Anna oh hang on yeah Anna I know what you're talking about but when he hears a plate fall in the background when he knows she works in the sandwich shop he's like what's that going on there yeah no dude you called me at work fuck off but yeah that's that's just the silly bits but um (laughs) yeah the priestly thing annoyed me at the end It, it it's a little bit hallmarky but not not too much. There was a good balance. Yeah, no, there is. There's a good balance. It's funny enough, it's super horny. <laughs> super horny. But no, it had, it had a lot more heart than I was expecting because you had kind of just said it to me that it was... Yeah, it's like a, kind of... It's a, it like, it kind of like Empire Records. It's a group of people in a day. Yeah. Yes. So I, I wasn't expecting it to have the heart that it has and I was quite pleasantly surprised with it. No, it was, it was like, yeah. The, I mean, the best word I can think for me is like, is it's charming. It's it's one of those movies that it's like, ah, oh, like I I wanna I wanna I wanna feel good, but I wanna laugh more than just like something that's just straight rom com. It's it's a good it's a good vibe. It's a good trip. Yeah, no, no, and it's far enough away from Hallmark that we're not cutting into Joe's territory. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did. I really enjoyed it. Thank you both for recommending it. If anybody out there hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend finding it. It's not on any streaming services. Crackle. Apparently. Oh, is it? Uh, I did see it's up on YouTube, but if you can find it somewhere that you're actually paying for it and, and giving people who made it money, do. <laughs> and not streaming services. <coughs> I think- you can get it hard copy because I have seen it on um, CEX. Oh, oh, it is about, is it? Yeah, it was floating about in the Euro 50 cents action. <laughs> oh, for shame. Yeah. And on the uh, subject of the last podcast we did, they get more money if you buy the DVDs. Yep. Yes, and we love physical media here on Monorants, so that's just one more reason that people should buy physical media. Also, behind the scenes and extras are always fun. Oh, yeah. yeah there's <laughs> any any number of reasons. But before we go, would you like to tell people where they can find you and if you've been up to anything exciting lately or anything you'd like to promote? This is exciting for me, guys. Uh, you can find me at The Green Cooler on Twitter, uh, where I pretend to be a dumb box that's in love with the car. And uh, you. It's not dumb. <laughs> it's a joke account. I can own it. And you can also find me in a book called Soup's Ain't Always Heroes, which is a book on the psychology of the world of the boys, put together by Lynn Zubernis and Matthew Schneider. Uh, and that comes out on October 10th. 
my chapter is on Vought and the weaponization of people. And you can find that for pre-order now at smartpopbooks.com slash the boys. I'll put the link in the show notes for that. And it's worth mentioning as well, as you just did, that we had you on there recently to talk about the WGA and SAG after strikes. If you haven't listened to that episode, guys, it's well worth a listen. She gave us some really, really good information. As for us, we will be back next week with our usual undecided film. But in the meantime, if you want, you can head and listen to that episode I just talked about or our previous episodes or our other podcast, Mono Rants the Boys. And if you want, you can come and find us on Twitter at Rants Mono, on Instagram at Mono Rants underscore the underscore boys, or you can send your own rants to Mono Rants Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye bye. bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Mono Rats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci-Fi.